0: feel like i can you know feel that life's about to get back to normal a little bit i can feel it dude i'm ready for it i've been preparing myself you know what i'm saying i'll just i'll just randomly just pour beer on my floor sometimes just so when i'm walking my my shoes kind of stick when i walk just to remind myself you know what i'm saying what the real real world is like you know if i have people over my house i'll just randomly bump into them and be like oh my bad dude I'm just trying to find the bathroom, you know what I mean, just trying to remind myself what it's like, because I feel like it's coming back, man, I can feel it, dude, I'm starting to see people, you know, book events, plan events, festivals a couple months down the road, I think that's great, man, I think, I've been seeing a lot of people kind of bashing folks like that, you know, for planning on stuff to get back to normal, I just don't think that's right, man, I think we got to, we got to, you know, shit's got to get back to normal at some point. If we don't plan for it to happen, then what are we even doing? We're just we're just waiting. Nah, man. I Think we got to plan? You know, I think it's totally okay, man. People planning a couple months in a you know in advance for a show. They're hoping they're they're optimistic. They're optimistic shit's gonna be back to normal, bro. Y'all can't be. I can't say y'all can't be because y'all can do whatever the fuck y'all want. But I just don't think it's right that people are like bashing these artists and. Promoters for planning on stuff to get back to normal. Like, quit trying to cancel people for planning on stuff like that. Like, they didn't even touch nobody. You know, trying to cancel some people for planning stuff. It just ain't right. But look, it is what it is, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm hopeful. I, I do hope in a couple months it's back to normal. And I hope these events that are planned, I hope they actually happen without a hitch. And you know what? If it don't happen we got to push shit back, it is what it is, bro. You know, we tried. We were hopeful for the future. And it didn't work out. And that's okay. Things don't work out sometimes. It is what it is. But I am feeling good about the future. And I'm feeling good this week, bro. And I hope y'all are too. It's been a good week. It really has. And I hope y'all are having a good week, for real. And I just want to say I really appreciate... Everybody out there who's listening, watching, all the people who comment, all the nice stuff, I see it. Really appreciate it. It does mean a lot. And if you're watching this right now on YouTube, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. Drop a comment down below. I love to interact with y'all, and I really appreciate all the support on it. I do enjoy doing this podcast because we do have a great guest this week. One of the hardest workers I know, dude. My guest this week just fucking grinds, dude. All right. If you want to do something, you just go do it. And you put all your, all of you into it. Take every opportunity that comes your way and make it your fucking bitch, dude. If you don't do that, then what are you even doing? You know what I'm saying? If you're not giving 100% to something, are you really even trying? This is what I want to know. And my guest this week does that. She fucking kicks ass at everything she does, dude. Label management, marketing, a lot of other shit. I'm not even going to go to detail about all of the shit because she'll tell you what she does better than I can tell you what she does. She does it good, man. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Miss Chloe Suit. How are you doing today, dude?
1: I'm good. I'm good. I'm busy. Slammed always. How are you?
0: I'm good, dude. Just sitting here having a nice conversation with a nice person, dude. You know, one of them days. Uh,
1: For
0: for the people who don't know you, kind of like just tell everybody who you are and what you do.
1: So I am the marketing director for Liquid Stranger, Wakan Record Label, Sisquan Record Label, and Wakan Music Festival. So I do all of the marketing, all the social media, I help in-house PR, I do all the submission process, a little bit with the label management side of things, and I do all the distro stuff with all the distributors. So on Friday, when releases happen, it comes out on all of those DSPs, <laughs> <That's> all <you. laughs> been delivered, so... Yeah. And then for the festival, obviously, I do all the marketing and all of the activations, all the activities. So the yoga, when we did your taboo talks, that kind of stuff. Uh, obviously, I ran the social media team on site. I ran our media team on site. So I handled all the photographers, all the videographers, the after movies, recaps, whole nine yards.
0: Yeah. You just a workhorse, bro. Hell yeah. Yeah. yeah I remember the uh, first Yeah, time- I worked you and I uh, have known each other for a couple years now. Um, I met you, I think it was literally like the second flyout show I ever, I've ever had as taboo. Um, yeah, it's uh, over at uh, yeah. I was hanging with Tommy, and then you were already working with Wakon for Wakan and with them. And I just remember you were just slam packed, busy the whole time. But you and I have stayed uh, close ever since, and I'm glad that I can finally have you on the show, and I appreciate you coming on today. Uh, but yeah, it just seems like you have just gotten busier and busier since I've known you. You know, more responsibilities, more and more. How long have you been working for Wakan or with? It would it technically with Wakan? Wakan. I don't know how that. Yeah, technically would it technically for Wakan or with Wakan? What would that be? I don't know. How long you been um, working with Wakan? Both, right? (laughs) Right on. Yeah.
1: I've been working with them for a little over two and a half years. So I started out just doing um, social media and marketing and I was working remote. I was, I'm from the East coast. I'm from Maryland. So I was working remotely with them for a little bit. And we've been talking about me moving out here and it's been a whole nine yards. And I finally pulled the plug and I moved to good old, old KC, and I'm here at the headquarters now. And since I've been here, Like I said, I've taken on a little bit more, like, so with the submission process, actually working with the distributor, delivering the music to the DSPs and getting all the releases out for everyone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So with, with COVID going on right now, how has your job changed? Like what are, what are some things that are different from, you know, just from nine months ago uh, for your job?
1: Well, in the sense of when it comes to Liquid Stranger and it comes to the festival, everything was at a stop, obviously. We stopped touring, so I wasn't doing any of the tour marketing and I was still doing social media and stuff like that, but a lot of the marketing aspect when it came to shows obviously was just completely at a standstill. When it comes to the record label, I got slammed. We started putting out way more releases. We were doing two a week on Wakan, one on Sasquan, So we were super busy. I mean, all of the artists they right now really, they can do is merch and music. So that's what we've really been pumping out is just getting hella tunes out.
0: So, so it's pu- been very busy. They can pump out some podcasts too. Yeah, though. they can do that for show. Yeah,
1: <laughs> dude. So, so
0: this yes. this job you have with online marketing and digital marketing, all this shit. Is this something that you went to school for was, and like how did, how did you end up with a job like this? and we're, yeah, how, how do you land a job like this? Because I know there's a lot of people out there who love Wacan and you know who love the music industry and want to find ways that they can be in there, but you know music or performing may not be their thing and this is just a, a whole different avenue. So how did you land on something like this? and was this something that you prepared for going into a job like this?
1: so i yeah i have people reach out all the time asking me how i got my job how i got my foot in the door i started with an internship um i actually went to so i went to college and i started i wanted to be a teacher and i did a few internships with a bunch of kids and i realized i nine to five with a bunch of kids wasn't for me but nine to five listening to music totally was for me so I actually switched my major completely. And I went into uh, marketing and technology field, which is social media. And then I started just doing um, different classes and different practicals. And then I had to do an internship for my senior year. So I started out actually at a promotion company. And I was an intern there for about three to four months before they asked me to be their assistant marketing director. And I moved up, started doing the marketing with working under someone there. And then actually after the first festival there, I got promoted to be their marketing director. So for my last year of school, I was taking six classes and running a promotional company with 11 markets and two festivals. So it was very, very busy. And I just really started hustling. I met so many people and it was so great. I got my foot in the door. And then I kind of just took a step back from the promoter side of things. And I was like, do I still want to be on that side of things? Do I want to explore different avenues? Like, where do I want to go? And I started doing social media for just a few artists that I had connected with. And I started doing their marketing and Neil Lucid was like, well, Khan, you got to meet this girl. And so I started doing their social media for them. And then the next thing I know, I was their marketing director. And like I said, I've been with them for over two and a half years. And I love the record label side of things. I love being on the side of the music industry. It's absolutely amazing. Get to learn so many cool things and so many different things that go into a release. It's insane. Like you would just never even think of it.
0: Yeah, and you're good at your job, dude. I know every time I've hit you up or you've hit me up, like, you're always on this shit, dude. But I want to I wanna talk to you. Like, you a teacher? Yeah. What were you going to – what were you wanting to teach?
1: I wanted to be an English teacher. I oh, yeah. really – I really wanted to work with kids, and I super – I did, like, three or four internships, actually. Um, I went to UCF for the first two years of college, and I did two internships there and loved it. And I transferred home, and – Maybe it's just the kids in Maryland or what, but I was like, "Fuck." Me. What grade? I don't know that? if I can say that word. But uh, I was you like, can
0: say, "You can say whatever the <laughs> fuck you want on this podcast." Dude, we have—I've have said some ridiculous <laughs> fucking things on this show, dude. You can say whatever you, you, say. Podcasts,
1: yeah. Yeah,
0: you can say whatever the hell you <laughs> um, want. It man. was
1: first. Grade.
0: First grade. Yeah, it was
1: a first grade class, and they were—they were, they were dead. I mean, I don't think I went home, and I think I probably. Hit my dad pen more times that day than I think I do on a regular festival weekend. Okay, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> that should tell you a lot.
0: <laughs> Dude, I remember in first grade yeah. there was this there was this one kid. I just remember he just pissed it, and I can't believe I still remember this. Being in the first grade where this kid used to just piss her off all the teacher all the time. And one time she was literally trying to get him out of his chair, take him to the hall. And it turned into like a chase in the room where he would like be on the other side of the room. And she was literally running and trying to chase this kid. And he's just juking her out. So fuck that noise. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was like,
1: hmm, you know, and now you think about it, it's like, I'd definitely rather be chasing artists and making sure they're fucking okay at a festival than making sure a first grader is okay on the playground.
0: Oops. Depending on the <laughs> artist, dude, you know what I'm saying? You might not you might not fucking find me, sure dude. Sure
1: <laughs> I can say, though, all of our artists don't ever give me a hard time. I fucking love them. They're all great gems. I'm,
0: I won't give you a hard time, just a good time. That's all I give a fuck about. You know what I'm saying?
1: I know- I that.
0: <laughs> yeah dude i'm just trying to imagine you as a teacher dude because every because i one of the things i do like about you is you don't like you don't take no bullshit like if something's fucking with you like hey shut the you like you like you on it and you you like you you you're real yeah you you real you real uh what's the word snappy sometimes and i like that it's, it's 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 fun so seeing you as a teacher i could just see you fucking about slapping these damn children
1: I mean, right? I'd probably end up in fucking jail. So God forbid. Thank God I didn't become a teacher.
0: Right, dude. I, I mean, it, my whole, I got, I got a, my mother and my sister are both teachers and they, but they love it, man. That's what they're good for. That's what they were made for. I do believe.
1: I right. Do believe.
0: Yeah. Dude, but, uh, going to I believe the, in teachers. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. So what would you say? What'd you say?
1: I was saying, I believe in the teachers. It's a great job, and for the people that are teachers, ugh, I love love you guys, praise you guys. Amazing, but not for me. Not. Yeah, for me. <laughs> shout out
0: all the teachers out there, man. They're the real heroes out here, dude. Yeah. I've been teaching music production lessons, but, like, you know what I mean? There's no curriculum to that. I could sit there and drink a beer in my underwear and just get people learning some dub <laughs> stuff. So, I'm not going to lie right now. Very I'm, true.
1: You can get away from that.
0: I'm wearing I'm wearing right, are applicants. you in your experiment? This is them fucking I mean, quarantine vibes. I come to the office, yeah, this is them quarantine vibes, dude. I look good from the front. I was I was I did a podcast with a lawyer a couple weeks ago and I didn't have any shoes on. I was wearing a suit. <laughs> so it's one of those things. I did see
1: that. It got very snazzy for the lawyer. I saw I, that. <laughs> I can
0: clean up, bro. I can clean up. <laughs> But I can also be
1: a raggedy piece of shit.
0: <laughs> that I can do. But
1: look. Happens,
0: right? I mean going back to some of this marketing stuff, what are some things that you feel like you brought to the table that you know other people couldn't do? You know what I'm saying? Like each person who is successful at something has something that they can offer. You know what I mean? Like their their type of just yeah. finesse. What are some things that you brought to that whole Wakon team that, you know, kind of sold them or that, you know, you do you knew you could do better than most people?
1: Uh, well, I would say our the content creation is super original. I'm always looking for new things, new contests, new different things we can incorporate our fans because it's definitely huge like Wakon, our fan base is everything. I mean, we're one big family. I love our fans and super important to incorporate them. So that's a big thing. And then my advertising, I really make sure that I get you, you know, that every single click counts, like all of my ads are, you know, I make sure that they run under a 20 cent per click and over a 3.5 click-through rate, which, you know, which is better for your buck. Obviously the more clicks and the less expensive is the best. So that's like one thing is I really, really try to break down my audiences and really try to learn who I'm targeting per release. Per artist, whether it's on a DSP, of whether it's Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, it really depends on all of that. So I mean, one advertisement for a release, I have it broken into almost 15 to 20 different ad sets. So it really is very detailed, organized, and making sure you know it's really getting to the right people and it's targeting the right people. It wouldn't make sense to you know send Shania Twain album to you know, Kid Cudi, I don't know, maybe he does like her, who knows. But if when you're targeting, you always want to make sure you're targeting the right people and you're making sure that it's actually what they're interested in. And it's also about not regurgitating and shoving it down their throat. You know, you don't want to be constantly just giving them stuff. You know, you want to make sure you're including your fans and they feel like they're a part of something and they are seeing all of the beautiful things that Wakan and Sasquan are bringing to the table. But not only that, they feel like they're a part of it. And that's super important
0: yeah that is one thing i do love about you know what is that it does feel like it has that togetherness vibe it's it's wild because it's like you know liquid started it but then it's just like making something that's like bigger than yourself and just bigger than everything but like some that everybody can be a part of like that's i think that's some of the things yeah. that i love most about it and everything like that man that's wild man
1: yeah i mean our goal here bring them in and bring them, bring them up. You know what I mean? That's, we want the best for everyone. You know, our fans, our artists, our team members across the board, we want what's best for everyone. And we want us to grow all together and, you know, make it the best that we can be. Mm-hmm. Super important.
0: Whenever Liquid was on tour, uh, were you on the road with him or were, or are you, uh, just at base? You're in the road. Okay. Word.
1: No, so I go on the road for some of the tour dates. I usually do about a week at a time. So I do like three or four dates together. And then, you know, we'll stop off and I'll, I'll stay. And, you know, like, for instance, when we were on the Ascension tour, we were I was on for about four or five dates. We had those dates in Cali. And then I actually stopped because we went to meetings for, or we were supposed to, go to meetings in LA for a week. And then I would have hopped back on the bus and went for the next four dates. So that's kind of the way it rolls. Um, actually, they thought I was going to be the worst on the tour bus, but <laughs> your girl... I would get off work, be like three, four. I'd smoke myself blunt and I would crawl right into my cabin. I'd be like, nobody talk. And then I'd get up, I'd be the first one up, 7 a.m. I'd be like, I've got work to do. Hell and yeah. everyone would just be like, what? She's a machine, dude. I'm a But yeah, they all were like, too, oh, <laughs> Yeah, I love them
0: Yeah, to they me. were worried about
1: they were like, you might complain in the bunk, and I was like, I'll be fine. I was like, I'll sleep like a rock.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I did. <laughs> And she and you you're on a bus with a bunch of dudes was is 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 that a, is it bad being like on a close counters with a bunch of dudes? I mean because I know dudes are just we're we you know, we're just we're messy, man.
1: They're fucking family. They're yeah. like our team. I love our crew. Yeah, we're all so close and tight knit and we actually have Emily who's our merch director. She's always her. on the road. So she's actually on full time with them. Yeah. yeah. And then even before that, the year before, we had Tessa, a photographer. So she was on full-time. So it's, yeah, it's super nice. I always have at least one female with me. So it's good. But like I said, we're one big family. I love the boys. They're a great crew.
0: Yeah, dude. I had Tessa on the show, and I'm we just sure. talked about OnlyFans for like an hour. It was a good time.
1: Oh, I'm sure. Her only fan slays, of she, course. She is, you
0: see her? Yeah, she's one of the. She's one of the funniest girls I think I've ever met, dude. So I fucking I like I liked her. She's fun, and, and I know Emily. Emily is a sweetheart. I like her a lot too, man. Dude, you getting off yeah. of smoking weed, man? I, I I've been honestly I've smoked more weed in the last week than I have like in the last five years. I don't know what it is. You know what I'm saying? Because used to I'd get high uh, and I would think about embarrassing shit I did when I was a child. But now it's just like, I'm just, I've just accepted it.
1: <laughs> no, 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 it's I'm just, fine. I'm sure after day, I'll smoke and then I'll be like, did I say anything dumb or on the podcast? I'll be thinking about it for the next. I'm sure I'll text you a few times tonight. And I'll be like, Hey, did, was I, was I good? Was good. That
0: cool? <laughs> no, I've just come to the conclusion was that like, I'm just cool. embarrassing. <laughs> the conclusion I'm just embarrassing. I mean, so got to accept it. Yep. You gotta embarrass yourself. You got to man. I I do the same thing. Like when I get high, I'm like, because I say some dumb shit on Twitter. And like when I get stoned, I'm like, I probably shouldn't be saying these things, man. I shouldn't be speaking these ridiculous whoops. things. <laughs> whoops, <laughs> whoops,
1: whoops. <That's wild>, dude, <laughs> Blame this, it on the weed. Blame yeah, on the weed.
0: honestly, I had. <laughs> yeah, it's easy thing to do, man. And I thought weed was gay for a while, man. Because every time I'd get high, I ended up making out with the dude. But I guess I just, uh, you know. I've just found out it ain't the week. Every time I get
1: high, I make up my boyfriend. So, there yes. you go, dude. There you <laughs> maybe go. Maybe we'd make sure you do that. Who
0: knows? <laughs> or maybe I'm just, uh, you know, maybe I'm just a little gay. I mean, honestly. But I mean, what is gay? You know, it's only gay people find out. But if you say it on a podcast, then everybody finds out. So,
1: <laughs> there's that? Everybody knows. <laughs> that's where
0: that is, dude. Just some moving, moving to OKC because you said you moved there. You know you already you, mm-hmm. you know you already knew all the you know Warpath, Optimistic and uh and Wakan family but other than that was it you know was it tough moving to somewhere you ain't been before, you know a whole new place, uh, new location, you know cuz me I moved to New Orleans and I didn't know nobody. I barely knew I knew like two people, but I you know I fucking ended up falling yeah. in love with it. Do you like OKC more or are you more productive being there? I love
1: I love OKC. I love the city. I love the people. I think it's a beautiful place. I love it. I've totally fallen in love with the city. And I I mean, obviously being in the office is amazing because like I said, I've been able to take on more. I've been able to learn way more, which is super exciting. And that's been exciting and to be able to be with my coworkers and be able to be with the team is super exciting. So I love that. And you know, I was in a little bit of a lucky situation where I had um, friends coming here because not only did I have all of my coworkers that I already knew, but I had a group of girlfriends that actually worked for me at Wakan Festival who I had become close with. So I had already had some friends here and then I've met a bunch of great people here and it's been super easy to relocate, honestly. It's just an amazing place. Obviously, COVID and the pandemic puts a little bit of a... Damper on it. it was like way harder when I first moved here. It was like right when we were like on lockdown. It was super. I mean, only I would be insane enough to move in the middle of a pandemic, but I did. Um, and it was that was a little bit of a challenge because I mean, uh, my couch. I think it took me three months to get one. Everything was on back order. I would like go to the store and they'd be like, mm, "Yeah, you're gonna have to wait six months." So like when I first moved, my apartment was completely empty for the first three or four months, and I was just like, oh, my God, this is terrible. I'm like, oh, my – god," but, like, now everything's good, and that was just the only hiccup. But, I mean, I – just took me, my dog, my cat, and my clothes and drove cross-country, and here I am in OKC.
0: Hell yeah, dude. Well, listen, you were you were searching for the couches in the wrong place, dude. If I need a couch, I'm just going to drive my all. my cute little ass down to the ninth Ward with a megaphone. Hey, I'm trying to buy a couch, and I guarantee you I'll have a couch in five minutes, dude. You just got to go to the right neighborhood. Hot. I guess go. so.
1: I should have flown you out there and been like, Mitch, go find all my furniture. Just decorate my apartment for me.
0: Dude, trust <laughs> me. I would have found you some furniture would've... really quick. You just got to go to the right neighborhood, bro. Got to go to the right neighborhood. <laughs> Dude, I so. like end
1: up in like the worst part of my
0: life. But what dope furniture. And, and dope stories. Dope
1: and furniture.
0: Dope stories, dope friends. You know what I'm saying? You make yeah. new friends, new neighborhoods, good times.
1: I could have maybe even met... My potential soulmate there. Exactly. Who knows? Yeah. Might have missed
0: out. Might have, dude. <laughs> but The boyfriend you have now might be the wrong one, dude. You never fucking know, man. If you would have went in that neighborhood.
1: <laughs> dude, so... I think the one I got now, he's a good one. Right, right on. Good.
0: Hell yeah, hell yeah. I, I, I believe it. So check it. You know, on this show, there ain't really secrets, okay? You know, there's no... You know, they people like to spoil things that are coming up on this show. It's just that's just what happens, okay? So you know, your marketing. What what's what's Wakhan got coming up other than show other than fucking music, dude? What what's the next event? I know I know you are probably to keep it secret, but here's where you let people know what's happening. You know, <laughs> are there any plans right it's a now? Secret. Well, are there any? All right, so check it. I knew I knew you weren't going to go into details, <laughs> but are there any plans right now for you know are balls rolling or or are there conversations about, you know, some future events that are going to happen? Is there anything like that being talked about? There are
1: conversations. There are conversations for sure. Obviously, right now, like the most important thing, though, is just being safe, being cautious. It's really obviously everyone wants to be hope- optimistic and everyone wants to be hopeful. Everyone, of course, would love for events to come back. But it's also about really taking the precautions to make sure it's safe and, you know, COVID friendly, like spaced out whole nine yards. But yes, there has been talk, obviously, for things. Obviously, we just did the Halloween event, and that was super awesome. Drive-in's been super cool. Um, Cold. Cold. Yes, it was was very cold. I had my uh, furry jacket on all three nights and still froze. So, yeah, yeah, it was very cold.
0: (laughs) But it was a fucking awesome event, dude. God, that event was so much fun.
1: Hell yeah! I needed that event. I needed some live music in my life. I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "I, I think I'm getting my hearing back." I was like, "We gotta, we gotta get to an event. We gotta do something." <laughs> Dude,
0: that show was like such a, like a almost like a reminder, right? Because it was like the crowd had every reason not to have a good time. It was raining the night I played. It was raining. It was freezing, and it was like you know. They literally had every bit of excuse to either not come or just be like, oh, fuck, I don't want to be here. But that's what's so great about that Wakan crowd, dude. They don't give a fuck. If anything, it made it more fun for oh. them. Like, they were just going so hard, having such a good time. And that was, like, such a reminder because were- it's been a minute since I had seen it. So, like, that just, like, refreshed, like, my love for a lot of things.
1: Hell yeah. It was, it's so nice to see our fans when they all get together. They're all so happy to see each other and they're from all over the place. They know each other. I mean, I don't think there's, our fans are beautiful. I love them so, so much. And, um, you know, even like our stranger stream that happened, you know, just watching all their comments. It's so crazy. It's like, everyone knows each other. They're like, Oh, I met you at So Festival. It's like, Oh, I saw you at this takeover. And now they're like BFFs. It's just, I love it. They're
0: beautiful. It's a community, man. That's 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 what's up, though. Um, it, so you had mentioned you had mentioned earlier, and I and I remember seeing this on the Wakon SoundCloud, and it used to. I remember because I I remember back in the day, man. Like looking at like listening to Wakon, I was like, "Fuck, dude, this shit's awesome." Like I like I wish I could get my music to submit or somewhere. There used to not be any type of email on their pages, but now the email is your email. How many fucking submissions do you get? And here's the thing, like. I know i know it all comes down to like martin basically giving the thumbs up on like you know who's on it and everything but do y'all do submissions now is that a thing that y'all used to not do or and how many do you go through
1: so we we still don't do submissions because we still are like a mom and pop uh, my contact is on there obviously we i do all the pr and all the marketing and i'm point of contact that's there but i mean i have a submissions folder and it's it's deep. It is steep. It is very, very steep. And I always try to listen and I always try to give feedback. And I definitely try because, you know, I do want to make sure that I'm listening to everything. But it's hard because like I said, we still really don't take that per se submissions. So but yes, it is there full throttle. I probably get I would say Anywhere from 15 to 25 a day. Um, And then, yeah, I mean, the inbox is, it's a little steep. (laughs) And I always feel bad because I want to respond to everyone, but I'm like, oh, but I already have 500 other emails that I'm like trying to dig out. So I'm like, okay. So I just try to listen while I'm working and just try to give a little bit of feedback because everyone everyone needs some loving on their tunes.
0: Yeah, so what you're saying is if anybody out there wants to be on Wakan, they need to send their music to you, uh, even whips. They don't even have to be fully finished songs. They can just send, you know, half done songs. Send them. <laughs> next thing you know, you're just send them to me. Next thing you know, you're releasing on Mackay. It's next thing I'm writing a song. <laughs> hey, I got this idea. Uh, you like, think... I'll finish the song first. You're like, they send you an email. Hey, I have this idea. Uh, it's not finished yet, but you think it could give me on Mackay? It's not even a link. It's just, it's just an email with just words. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I you I have gotten some emails where it's literally just like no subject and then I open it and it just says yo can I submit and I'm just like
0: I was going to ask Sure th-
1: send it send it right now it's just open Yeah that
0: that was going to be kind of my next question is like you know since there is like I said there wasn't there wasn't an email there for the longest time and now it's yours right and so now do you have just people hitting you up now like yo, yo, how can I get on here? Like, hey, what can I do? Or like people, you feel like people are like sliding the DMs for a reason. You know what I mean? Not being creepy, but like going yeah, in for music I, shit.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, literally like girls are always like, oh, this is sliding in my DM, Like, I have people slide in my DMs all day long and not once is it creepy at all. It is literally all music and all tunes. And like I said, I always try I try to respond, I try to give, you know, advice, I try to listen, I try to get feedback as much as I can. And yeah, I mean, my like you said, my name is on all of the platforms like my email is, so everyone kind of sends it to me. And you know, I just try to give them a little bit of feedback or I just let them know that we're still not taking submissions, but
0: Wait, you mean to tell me you don't get no creepy DMs? Because I get creepy DMs, bro. You got to be getting
1: them. I mean, sometimes. But mostly, no. Honestly, not a... not really I really don't I can honestly say that a lot of my like my message request is mostly it's always people asking me how I got into the industry how I got my job just telling me you know saying that they really appreciate what I do and how much they love Wakan. and those messages I mean those make my day I think that's you know that's at the end of the day like That is what makes me happy is that, you know, we're providing something to our fans that makes them happy. Like I've always said, you know, when we're at shows, my favorite part of the show is looking out and seeing all of our fans smile. That to me is the most beautiful thing in the world. but yes, I don't I think a lot of people just are very respectful. I don't know. I really don't deal with the creepy DMs too too much. And if I do, it's like no one in the music industry. It's like no way. It's like it's just like some random guy like I love the ones that are like 93 and they're like, "Hey, looking for a sugar daddy." And I'm like, <laughs> "Hey, no."
0: Yeah, I love it on the on like the SoundCloud comments people are like looking looking for those are the best It's like wow, I've been looking for this all day Thank you for commenting on my track that you're hot
1: and live now
0: (laughs) Those are the best
1: man. It's like thank you. Thank you. Yeah, those are great. Gotta love those, right. Who
0: clicks those?
1: You know what I'm saying? I need to know. Who clicks those to make those guys think it's okay to still be commenting that? I need to know who's who are the clickers?
0: Um, that. I'm nineteen and hot now click here to see me live. It's like what the fuck? Get off my dubstep track
1: dude <laughs> it, yeah that's say it. it's like whoa it's like my song is literally about fucking god only knows it's like alien to have sex it's fine it's like calm down
0: <laughs> this song's about eating crawfish like get the fuck out of here it's called Craw Daddy <laughs> came to the wrong I mean, post and then again
1: you did make it about booty's tasting like strawberries so god only knows how many people are commenting on yours asking
0: you. oh dude just wait till you hear the comedy album but uh no i did uh i had a taboo talks where i was like uh making fun of edm twitter and like it was a picture of like my new outfit it was just my ass that's all it was It was just my ass pic and the dms i got after that motherfucker dude
1: <laughs> were, were they into it were they oh, like hell oh, yeah, yeah or were they like oh, yeah into-
0: I was surprised. I was. I mean, I, I I got a lot of dude DMs. I expected that, but I was surprised how many chicks were into dude asses. Ladies. Yeah, I had no idea. The
1: ladies,
0: no idea. It. Oh my
1: goodness! <laughs> That's hysterical. So, funny. oh my. I feel like when I post, like if I like were to post, like even a bikini pic, I feel like I get less traction. I feel like people are like. They're like no mom stop stop I'm like, okay, sorry Dude, I, found- <laughs> I feel like people are always like oh my
0: you go ahead I, go I interrupted ahead. I interrupted you and I apologize
1: oh I was just gonna say I feel like my Instagram people like go to my Instagram also like expecting it to be like so extravagant like a million posts I haven't been on my own Instagram probably in months I mean I'm just logged into way too many other accounts so every time someone follows me they're like, oh you haven't posted in a year and a half I'm like I'm like, go check Wakhan's posted three times today.
0: Hell <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. No, I found my most engaged posts are ones where I'm completely naked. For real. Well,
1: All isn't the ones... that funny? I mean, All... must I can... bring the ladies.
0: Yeah, dude, I can post a, a video of like an animated video for like a, a Wakhan release. And they're like, cool. But then I post a video of me naked in front of a barn and it's over with. It's just like city, dude. <laughs> I don't, I don't get it, but... Right on.
1: It's, it's the fan, I really think it's the fans love seeing the personal side of artists. You know what I mean? Getting yeah. to feel like it's, you know, I feel like they really love getting to know who an artist is. Like, it's so exciting to be like, oh, Martin said of like liquid stranger, like people like love to say that. It's like so exciting to them. We're, like, did you see Martin's martial arts in his background on his photo? It's like people like literally, he posted a picture on Twitter and everyone like zoomed in. And like one guy was like, oh my God, your movie collection. I was like, oh my gosh, you guys are really intense. But then it's just like, they really just want to get to know the artists themselves. So that's like super exciting to them. Yeah. So I mean, you showing your, um." Ass is probably you know the most <laughs> exciting content ever.
0: <laughs> get to really get to really know me through and through from head to toe.
1: <laughs> it, really getting to know you right right through the ass.
0: Yeah, dude. I mean, that's really what I want from my favorite DJ is ass pics. I don't want music. I just want ass pics.
1: Like, please don't put out music, sir. We just we just want to see a deck of ass shots. Thank you.
0: I just want to see deck. I'm <laughs>
1: <laughs> so what you're telling me is I should forget about your release coming up and just insert but got
0: yeah, well, it I'm starting the only fans deleting my Soundcloud <laughs> goodbye
1: we're out music is music's out for us yeah
0: dude it's instead of at music by taboo it's at booty by taboo or it's just at tab booty <laughs> tab booty that's, that's so good that's all it is dude <laughs>
1: That's a good one. got to do it now. Now I I expect your next record that you send me to be called that. That is what
0: I want. I got got some ridiculous. Tabooty. I do have a list in my phone (laughs) of like, uh, you'd be surprised how many of my songs start from a a ridiculous song name. You know what I mean? Like a majority of them start from just a name or like a ridiculous idea. And I just have this list in my phone of just ridiculous song titles that, uh, Will be made one day, so you'll be seeing them. You'll get. I'll send you these songs, and you'll see it, and you'll be like, "Son of a bitch!" Yeah, that's that's that is from that list. It has to be.
1: Yeah, I look forward. I look forward to seeing those and hearing those. Good, 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 good. Definitely.
0: Well, look, dude. I wanted to ask you about you know because you work in the music industry and you you're you're a woman in the industry and you know what I'm saying. Women can do anything, but I'm just I wanted to know if. Being a woman, because I'm sure there's a lot of women out there who would love to do exactly what you're doing, you know what I'm saying? A lot of women out there who want to be in the music industry, and the music industry is a majority, like, you know, men at the helm. You know, it is a majority men uh, business, I feel like, but there are a lot of women in here doing a lot of really amazing things. Um, Has have you had to overcome anything different that m- m- men wouldn't do or has, has, has there been anything you've had to overcome or, and as being a woman, a woman made any of this experience any different? And if it, if it has, what have you done to overcome that?
1: Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, of course, it's a little bit harder being a woman in our industry. It's a male dominated industry a little bit. So Obviously, you know, a lot of the times you do deal with that a little bit of, you know, balance of domination for the men, whatever. but I have to say that I dealt with it very much in the beginning of my career, very early on. I was younger. I was just getting into it and I was a little bit less, as you said, snappy. So I kind of, you know, just would be like, okay. And like do it. But now I kind of, like you said, I don't really take any shit. And yeah. I just, I know my shit. I know what I'm doing. I know that I'm good at my job. And as long as I'm doing my job and I'm doing it correctly and I'm staying to it, no one, you can't really say anything that. And it also helps that I mean, I have an amazing team behind me. You know, Martin and Loper, they support and empower women so powerfully. And that's super important that they, you know, give us this platform to really stand up for what's right and stand for women and give us that. And that's about all empowering women. And that's exciting. I mean, all of the employees at Wakan are female. um it is i'm the marketing director emily's our merch director and we actually just brought on a new girl ashley who's doing a little bit of product management so it's all three girls in our house which that is very exciting to me i love that i always always want to help girls in the industry because like you said it is a little bit harder for us to get our foot in the door sometimes and for whatever reason i think maybe it's just because it is a little bit male more dominated but Like I said, if you work hard and you do your job right and you do your job good, you will succeed. And that goes across the board for anyone, Mm -hmm. you know,
0: where, what were some of those things that made it more difficult in the beginning? Were were like anything that, you know, because of being a woman, what were some of those things that made it a little weird, a different, not weird, uh, difficult in the beginning?
1: Well, I mean, of course, sometimes, you know, you'd come in a little bit, they would be like, Oh young girl. She doesn't know what she's talking about. A little bit demeaning. Sometimes the way that would talk to me, they wouldn't really ask me for what they'd be doing. They would like go over me and go to my boss. And my boss would be like, that's the marketing director. Ask her your marketing question. And that kind of stuff, like they would just think that I didn't know the answer or maybe my answer wasn't the final answer, whatever the case was. But that was definitely one thing I noticed. And then, I mean, you know, obviously sometimes being a girl is a little bit a little bit harder. Sometimes guys hit on you and that's never good, never fun, never good. You're like, yes, eh, this is supposed to be professional, work only, dude. You know, and that's that was the thing when I first started. But I would have to say that I really haven't had too many problems in that category and I think a lot of it is just because of my confidence and I think being good at your job and being you know on the ball and being friends with these people and making you know connections they get to really know you as like a you level and then obviously like I said having the team that I have behind me obviously is a huge support system and they definitely empower me to no end
0: yeah nice fuck yeah dude Ain't shit, yeah. dude. You, yeah, it ain't shit. If you if you if you take it by the balls, it ain't shit. And, and actually, if you take it by uh, what's the what's the correct term for <laughs> that's just a saying. Take like taking life by the balls. What, how would you say it as like in, in in a woman's term? What would be a term for that?
1: I don't know, but I mean that kind of though is it, kind of the way I look at it. Like I. You should treat me the same way that you would treat somebody who has balls. Shit, why not? You know what I mean? Yeah, um, absolutely. So that's kind of, I, I'm, you know, I make sure that it's, we're on the same playing level, we're on the same field. So it's never like trying to, you know, I'm trying to say.
0: Yeah, I know what you're saying. Dude, so where do you want to take this? You know what I'm saying? Like you have your job now, you're doing what you're doing. You know, what 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 are some things that, you know, you want to accomplish with what you're doing? Like what are what is what is next for you? Like what where how far do you want to take this thing?
1: Well, I'm obviously like I said I've been taking on a lot more, so I'm stepping into a bit of a bigger role here with the record labels. So it's not just only marketing and social media now, and I think that's really big for me and obviously growing and staying with Wakan and Susquana and Liquid Stranger is my dream, I love my team so much. I love being a part of the team and it's just super empowering. And then I think I wanna, you know, eventually I would love to bring on, you know, Another, you know, an assistant, female employee, I would love to bring on another marketing person and really get that going and really helping empower women that's super important to me and I definitely would love to bring on more of that and I definitely want to offer internships, I usually do two for the festival I bring on also someone who wants to shadow me and learn I do that as well for the festival. So for all for me, it's really about not only growing myself within the company, but also helping people grow within. You know, and bringing them on and giving them the opportunities. Super yeah. important,
0: dude. What were uh, speaking of the festival because you just brought it up? What were uh, what were, what were your favorite sets, man? Where, where, where did you have the most fun at? Because I know you were busy, bro. You were you were you are running around. I was you know, busy girl. you was busy. Did you wait? Did you make it to the stand-up set? Did you? Would you stay there for that? Did you make that?
1: I i did go to the stand-up set for a few minutes i was running on a whopping two hours of sleep but i made it i made it um yeah i mean honestly i love i mean all the sets as much as i could catch them but i was all over the place and doing social media so i was getting up i mean our last set would end at 7 a.m i'd go sleep for about two three hours and then I'd be right back up and I'd have, to, you know, I'd be doing running the activations and I'd be doing the social media and all the stage sets. So I was kind of all over the place. Like, I don't think I saw one full set um, at all. And that's just, it's just how it is when it, you know the festival happens. But I have to say, obviously one of my favorites would have to be the Downtempo Night with Liquid Stranger when we announced the Squan. Cause that was really, really, you know important and sentimental to us. That was super exciting. Um, I loved, um, I'm trying to think who else set that I like really got to capture. Essex was a really good one. I loved his set. Obviously you and Shanghai Doom, I got to see you guys go back to back. That was exciting. Uh, and I was really excited about the, some of the bus, um, takeovers on the Django bus, the late nights. Those were super fun, super exciting. It was a really cool setup for sure.
0: Hell yeah. It was fun, man. Is it coming back next year? Yeah. Okay, cool. I think I don't know if they've announced. You can only it or not. hope. Uh, I thought you said yeah. To no, what I just we said. haven't
1: announced anything. <laughs> we can only hope. I mean, like I said, everyone's trying to be optimistic and trying to be hopeful for the future, but it really depends on all this pandemic and COVID nineteen stuff. You know, hopefully, people will start wearing their masks, stop going out, and wash your hands.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Hey, so how's your job gonna change? Because you know. You, you, you've kind of pivoted to doing different stuff whenever COVID came. Like, what's what's it going to pivot back to being whenever uh touring is back? Or is that – are you going to have to have – like, are, are you just going to have to pick up even more work, or is it just going to pivot to being a little different from you?
1: No, I'll, I will do the same thing. So once touring starts back on the – back up, I will be doing all of the marketing and social media for Liquid Stranger and his tours – and then a few other artists actually bring me on like on for, for freelance. I do some of their marketing and that's all just advertising and just, you know, working with the promoters, making sure their their posts are going up, all that kind of stuff that goes into it. But that will it will just be on my workload. Yeah.
0: Nice. Nice. Hell yeah, dude. Well, look, dude, you got to that- be really busy as hell. Uh, I can't thank you enough for coming on today, actually, actually, I do got a question, so, you know, you're constantly sending music out to people, you're actually, you're constantly talking to different artists and managers and shit like that, have, have you met, like, an artist that you were just kinda like, oh, fuck, that's that artist, and, like, who was that, and, like, at what point was it, or, you know, have you gotten an email from, like, a manager and being like, oh, fuck, this is that person, like, has that happened yet?
1: I am trying to think, but I don't think so. I think a lot of the managers and agents that I work with, I had already worked with beforehand when I was doing the promotion, uh, when I was working for the promotion company that I was with. So I knew a lot of them and I had worked with a lot of them already. I'm trying to think artist-wise, like who I was like, oh, damn. Like, I don't know. You caught me. You stumped me on this one. I don't know.
0: <laughs> Finally, a good question. Yes. <laughs>
1: my question i'm like trying to think i'm like hmm um but i don't know i might have to get back to you on that one i can't even think
0: right on dude (laughs) i've had i've had a couple of those moments just on the show dude like there's been some times where i've talked to some people and i got done with doing the episode i was like fuck i just that just happened honestly it's like that's that's where you're like weird.
1: oh like you mean like actually just like oh i got to like work with this person i thought you meant like me not realizing who it was, I was no like, I like, like, I'm I talking like, like yeah, like work, working uh, with somebody
0: and you're like oh fuck i just worked with that person or, or oh wow that's that's that artist yeah. wow
1: i mean honestly i think every new artist that i get to work with i say that because that's exciting i mean it's super exciting to work with new people and it's super exciting to work with new music and new projects and new directions so i I get excited about every release and every artist we get to work with. That honestly. was the safest <laughs> damn
0: answer that you've given all day, Chloe. Don't fucking bullshit me on this, dude. There's gotta be one. <laughs> That's like asking a parent, like, who's your uh, favorite kid? And they're like, I love all my kids equally. Knowing that they fucking secretly hate one of them. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't like my nephew. I love my nieces. It's like one of those moments, okay? Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> holy shit um i would have to say i don't know i really i don't know mitch you've got me stumped here i mean i really do love everyone there i mean of course there are some that can be pain in my asses but i love everyone i'm well, big I, one big love bug i guess over here at wakon
0: well i hope i ain't one of them painting your asses dude i hope not
1: you are not. You are not. I always look forward to our conversations because we always have good conversation and good laughs, and that my favorite thing in the world is to laugh. Everyone knows that. So
0: yeah, very good. Well, there. I was looking forward to this conversation, and I, and I cannot thank you enough for come on to the show and talk to me, you know, talking to people about what it is you do. And, you know, just, it's, it's been nice getting to talk to you and I've been, I wanted to have you on the show for a while, but you know, you kind of bailed on me one day, but you know, I'm I'm fucking with you, but uh,
1: I didn't fail, I didn't fail, but I'm here now. And yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be on the show for sure. I love what you're doing.
0: Oh, hell yeah. I appreciate it, Chloe. And how how, is it? Is it suit? Is it suit? Is the last name suit Chloe suit?
1: Is my last
0: suit, yeah. Okay, cool. I didn't know like, if it was used suit. To call
1: or... me three.
0: I didn't know if it was, wait, they called you what? It cut out for a second. What did, you... what did they call you? In high in
1: high school, they used to call me three-piece, like a three-piece
0: suit. Oh, bro, that ain't shit. They used to call me Mitch Draper, the bitch raper, and I was <laughs> like, oh, my God. You got it easy.
1: Oh, my God. That's terrible. Holy shit. <laughs> yep, yeah, that's yep. terrible. Okay, I'll take all day long. All day.
0: That's kind of a cool name. Three piece. It's
1: a good one, right? Actually, I, one. I
0: just recently got my, the coolest nickname I've ever gotten. Fucking Boogie TV called me TV Wagwan. TV, TV Boy Wagwan. And I was like, all right, that's kind of a cool nickname. Oh. TV, TV Boy Wagwan was what he called me.
1: So now. We need to make a remix of the song he did with Rusko, the Wagwan song. We need to put you in the background, just dancing to it.
0: TV Boy Wagwan. There you
1: go, <laughs> Wagwan.
0: Wagwan. Well anyway, dude. So, Joe, we'll
1: make a music video for the
0: track. Oh, dude, I got some music videos I want to make for for some dumb shit. I ain't gonna lie, <laughs> for some dumb shit. <laughs> but look, dude, I I know you're a busy gal, and uh, once again, I can't I can't thank you enough for coming on the show, and uh, I will talk to you later.
1: Yes, thank you so much for having me, Mitch. All right,
0: peace out, dude. And that was Miss Chloe's suit, everybody. Big shout-out to her, coming on the show. I've wanted to have her on have her on for a good minute now, so I'm glad we are able to do that. And her story's pretty cool, man. Um, You know, I do have people hit me up all the time and just talk to me all the time and be like, man, I would just love to, you know, work in the music industry or I'd love to, you know, somehow get involved or, man, I'd love to have a job, you know, where I'm just... Helping artists or doing all this, all you know, just being in that realm around all that music and just industry stuff. And it's possible, dude. You can do that. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to just be an artist to, you know, actually have a career in the music industry. You don't have to, you know, be a manager or fucking an agent. There's so many other routes. There's so many different avenues. All you have to do is just put yourself in a position and fucking work at it, dude. That's what she did. So, it was cool to talk to her about that stuff, man. And I hope all y'all enjoyed that episode. Um, I I enjoy talking to her. It's always a good time. I've known her for a couple years now. And, yeah, every interaction I have with her is fantastic. So, big shout out to her. Big thanks to her for coming on the show. Big thanks to all y'all for listening this week, man. Um, I really appreciate it. I really do. And I'll see y'all next week. We're going to keep it rolling, baby. Party don't stop. I love y'all. Be good. Uh, I want y'all to try something this week, man. I've been I've been doing this. I've only been doing this for a few days now, but I've actually been finding it very healthy. Is at the end of the day, I have notes in my phone because I I have <laughs> my handwriting is fucking horrible. It's literally the handwriting of a first grader, and a lot of it's mis uh you know not spelled correctly. So thank God for iPhones and autocorrect, but What I've been doing is writing down my favorite part of the day. You know what I'm saying? Reflecting on just every day at the end of the day, what has been my favorite part of the day. And I've just been finding it really healthy to sit there because a lot of times you don't think about it. A lot of the days you just lay down, go to bed, and then you wake up and start a new one. But I've been finding it to really be helpful to focus on that one positive thing or that one thing I really enjoyed most out of the day. Hey, like that. That was a fucking... That was that was cool. That was a great day. That, that part of the day made my day. Focus on the positives rather than the negatives. Because some people go to bed and think about, fuck, man, that happened and that sucked today. But it's like, maybe not let's focus on that stuff. Maybe let's try to focus on the things that... Did make us happy. Things that really made the day a good day for us. And I know there might not be a thing. You know, someday it might even still be a shit day. You know what I'm saying? Those happen. But even on those shit days, it's really nice to focus on what made the day good for you or better for you. So it's just a challenge. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to do it. I just started doing it. And I'm just saying. I, I, I've, I've, I've been liking it. And maybe you will too. So go ahead and give that a try. Anyway, I love y'all. Be good. See y'all next week.
1: Peace.